I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Dr. Harry Nima Zagara. Uh, Dr. Zagara is a pulmonary and critical medicine physician, a real estate investor, an entrepreneur, and co-founder and manager of Nima Equity. Um, Dr. Zagara, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you tonight, and I, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm, I'm very grateful uh, for you inviting me to your show. I'm very excited about it. Yes, me too, me too. Um, would you please go ahead and just kind of tell people your story, give us a bit about your background, sort of uh, maybe your, your journey journey through medicine, and, and then where, where real estate fit in there? Yes, absolutely. So um, uh, my wife and I, we both are physicians. I'm a pulmonary critical care doctor, and my wife is a family medicine physician. We are originally from Peru, from South America, and that's actually where we met. We uh, were in medical school together. We were in the same class. Actually, we spent like seven years together as, as friends, <laughs> and we didn't get to start dating until we finished uh, our career. And uh, after that, uh, we decided to come here to the U.S. Uh, to continue our training for better opportunities or, and also for better training. Um, so we were very lucky and, and blessed that uh, we were able to make the transition to the U.S. And um, as you can understand, because of the nature of our training, uh, we were in different states in like a couple of years, each, each area. So we were initially like in Pennsylvania for uh, we were in the Lehigh Valley area for three years. And then we moved to Philadelphia. Then because of my fellowship, we moved to Virginia. And after that, like uh, we we decided to move to Texas. So in Texas, uh, initially I was uh, for two years in private practice, and then after that we decided finally to move to Dallas because we here we had some some family and also friends. And uh, right after we came to Dallas, we we, we really love the area. So we almost immediately after I believe after five months we decided to buy uh, the the house where we live right now. And um, as we were studying and researching and and we were prime already like for for some years uh into real estate uh i, th I think after a couple of months we start like uh going re really strong in real estate like initially again like in residential real estate and in the last year and a half we have been like more on the commercial side more like in the apartment complex indications okay awesome and i think just a little bit of maybe background for people that don't necessarily understand the, the the journey of of medicine and, and being a specialist and things like that you know you're talking about living place to place for a couple of years and correct me if I'm wrong this is how it was for me but basically you don't you don't necessarily have a choice in that right people don't know exactly what I don't know if you went through match day and things like that but it's yes yeah it's yeah so it's essentially you <laughs> You, uh, what happens is when it's time to make the next transition in medicine, you apply through this you know, sort of large database to all the programs you'd like to go to, 
and then you wait for match day, which is a day where your fate for the next year or several yes. years is decided <laughs> for you. And then you sort of up and move and do that. And so uh, a, a lot of us that in the medical correct. profession, yeah, we, we've been through that and sort of lived in a number of different places because of that. So um, I just, I know why when you said, you know, you move from <laughs> certain places yeah. and, and then I'm, down to Virginia, I, I understand, you know, sort of what that process is. So I figured it'd be good to point out to the listeners that, that for a, a large portion of our, our medical training, we don't necessarily have location control, right? It's like, yes. you know, I just, I just yes. got to, I want to get to where I want to get to. So I'll take the position that gets me that there is, kind of. That is on point. And, and yeah, we don't have a choice and in our hours, we don't have choice in the geographic location that we sometimes leave for a couple of years. Just to add a little bit more of flavor, I mean, like we were coming from Peru, from South America, where we had like a different system, uh, health system and uh, we needed to apply. So it's kind of like a start, like a new journey in medicine here to the US. And, and of course, like uh, you need to meet certain standards like to, to become a physician in the US. So it's like, you, you need to take a couple of tests, you need to come for interviews. So it, it, it was a great journey, but at the same time, it was kind of stressful and, and, and like a little anxious about like, if you're gonna make it or not, right? Like, and as you can imagine, like Peru is like a third world country, right? Like, so we, we came here and, and we do our best like to take the tests and to go to the interviews and all of that, uh, but it's a big investment right like and it's also like a big risk for all of us who are coming from abroad to 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 try to 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 join like the medical system here yeah yeah no i i and you know i'm i'm in the veterinary field but but people come from other countries sometimes to the u.s and they're in a in the other country they're already a veterinarian and some of them come here and, and all they can do is be veterinary technicians they don't there's you know uh, whether they don't want to take the test or they are, they don't pass or whatever, but it is a pretty uh, rigorous system to get you know kind of translate that from from another country to the U.S. And I think that it's you know there there's good and bad to that, I guess. But I I understand yeah. you know you, you were you would come here and, and almost not necessarily start over, but but have a lot of this probably the same hoops that you already had to jump through to get to that point. So um yeah, yeah. kudos to you for for you know kind of getting through Thank that and, and establishing no, and, practice yeah and, and the other thing is that we we were also very lucky and blessed that um through all these years even though we were doing like different uh specialties we were able to continue living together i mean like we were not in the same hospital we were but we were in the same town city doing our training and working and sometimes even like for for american physicians that's that that that's very difficult and that's what what they call like a couples match and not everyone is able to do it so we yeah. we feel very blessed and very grateful about like i mean all these years here in the us like already 15 years and still living together we didn't need like to split like at any point yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point too. It, it, you were doing it, doing it together, which I th I'm sure is wonderful having that support system going through it. And, but yeah, I know, I know many people that, you know, sort of it's great. match day comes up and it's like one person matches in, in California, one person matches in Florida <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I'll see you in a couple of years kind of thing. So that is correct. I, I, I know, I know very well how that goes and I have, uh, I, I'm happy to be <laughs> beyond the point of, of participating in match day, but I, also have uh, I train interns and residents, so they're uh, essentially we just match day was Monday, so we just 
went yeah. through this in the in the veterinary community and there's yes uh, yes a, yes a, also a lot like of emotions <laughs> a lot yes. of emotions on that day for sure um i'm with you very very interesting so you you, you got to dallas N now you're now you're practicing you're, you're sort of out of the the training phase and and you you really got sounds like you got sort of quickly into real estate and, and kind of, so how did how did you get started there what what was that you know sort of how did that story go yes yes so uh yeah you're you're correct like uh we came to dallas and we knew already that we were very interested in real estate but this just doesn't start like in dallas it happened like from before like so uh like actually when we were in uh, Philadelphia, um, I had matched like in, in, in Virginia. So we were about to move to, to Richmond, Virginia for three years for my fellowship training. So we were trying to look for a place to live and we we're trying, kind of wondering and around that, that, that time, like I was getting more research and studying like real, real, real estate. And I got very excited about that. And just remember also that in 2010, 2011 were, was still like when the market was down, there were a lot of foreclosures and short sales and all of that so we actually decided to just jump in around that that that, that time and to buy like a townhouse for us interestingly enough like the townhouse was a short sale uh so it, it i mean and until that point we haven't heard like and we didn't know like what was like the meaning of short short sale even so we we got actually that like, we were very lucky that we got with a very good real estate agent and he he helped us like through the journey of like of, of buying like a property through short sale and we actually like bought like the property i think around that time like in in like a almost record time and it was like two months or two months and a half and if you think about like 2010 or 11 like people were taking like three four or five months to to buy these kind of properties be yeah. because there were so many requirements and uh, i mean like it, like it was very difficult and then when we actually um, finished uh, fellowship we were moving to texas after three years and um we decided like to to actually to sell the property and uh all surprise i mean like we found out like we, uh, it had appreciated very nicely actually so uh we we sold the property and 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 we went to um to private practice initially again like for for two years in south texas over there uh we really liked the area initially and at some point we were considering staying like in in south texas and we actually also uh, bought like a piece of land and we wanted to build a house over there. Um, and again, as I was telling you before, like, so we, uh, after two years, we moved to Dallas and uh, we also decided to sell that piece of land and also had appreciated in just in a, in a couple of years. So we, we said like, there's really something really good going on in real estate. <laughs> so, so in, in the last two years that I was in private practice in South Texas, I was more and more interested in that. And I was you know, like like the usual websites and podcasts, like the the bigger pockets and the way called investors, also that is for for physicians. Uh, so I was very interested in that. So um, it's just after we we came to Dallas, it seems like it was immediately, but actually we were brewing. I mean, all this idea about the real estate, like for for quite some time. So yeah, we we came to Dallas. We bought our house where we live right now, and we decided to jump in. And and initially uh, in residential real estate, and you could me ask me why, but the reason is is I believe because that's the bread and butter of real estate in the U.S. And everyone who thinks about real real estate and starts in real estate thinks about like single family houses, right? Like either flips or or rentals, right? Like so. 
So that's where we started, actually. That's where we started in residential real estate. Yeah. And I mean, that's the path that that a lot of people take. And it's, you know, interviewing people on the podcast, having, uh, you know, hearing people's journey and things. Yours is certainly very unique outside of real estate, but the the path of getting into real estate almost accidentally where you're like, oh, I bought this house and then I sold it a few years later and it was worth so much more money. And I was like, this is exciting. Like that, that happens to a lot of people that happened to me. It was like, you, you, you're sort of sometimes almost, you know, (laughs) forced to see what, what real estate can accomplish for you even sometimes when you're not looking for it. So, you know, you have those experiences and, and, and want to sort of, expand on them and so you start in residential because i mean lots of people start in residential that makes sense it's the it's the probably more accessible you know quicker way to get started and and uh i would at least for me was less daunting than you know sort of jumping into commercial real estate to to take on you know single family houses do the flips do do all of that stuff so what what did you do i mean what, what were you were doing flips you were doing uh yeah, so uh, we 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 decided like to to become landlords. So we started like buying and holding properties and become landlords and put tenants in there. Um, and 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 again, I'm very grateful about how we started because I believe like if we were having started like in single family houses, we wouldn't be where we are in this moment, and we wouldn't have made like the transition to commercial real estate where we are right now. So, uh, like, actually, like, again, as I was telling you, my, my fair, like our first property is, is always interesting because like, it's sometimes when you feel that you haven't made like the best investment of, of all the rest, right? Because it's your first property and you just are starting and you're just, just learning and you're still not an expert, right? But we're so grateful about like the first one because again, it was like the way that we actually started like, our journey in real estate. So we, we actually bought uh, our first house with a real estate agent and, it, and like, and it was an on market property. So it was like fair market value. And actually it was even like a little bit like more expensive because you can imagine like the Dallas forward market, even like four or five years ago was still very hot. Yeah. And uh, we, we actually like the way we bought it, like the, there were like five or six bidders already like trying to buy the house. So we made like a cash offer. So we decided to, to, to buy the house cash. And then like, we decided to put a tenant. And then when I was running like the numbers, I, like I was like thinking like the first six months, hey, I have made like a terrible investment. I mean, it's not cash flowing. Yeah. What, what I'm doing with this. And even like after three months, the AC broke, like I said, like, oh my gosh, now, like now like six months of cash flow are gone <laughs> or something like that. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you learn that way. You learn that way. Like, yeah. I mean, after that, um, and, and also initially, we, we were trying to manage the property ourselves, right? Uh, big mistake. <laughs> uh, you, you can imagine me being a physician full-time, my wife being a physician also full-time. Uh, we have two kids, like, uh, like two boys, a six and a 10-year-old. Yeah. They're super, I mean, we, we love them, but they're super active. They're, 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 they're boys, right? Like, I mean, they, 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 they play all the time. Yeah. They fight all the time they go to sports in the afternoon. So you, you can imagine just how crazy it was just even with, with one house. Uh, so we, I mean, after six months, we decided like to, to do the right thing and actually, and, and to hire like a landlord, uh, like, like, like a property manager. Yeah. So that actually 
opened many doors for us in the sense that uh, by that time I had been doing more research and more education about how to acquire more properties in other ways that could make a better return on investment, right? Like uh, acquired like at, at like a better price. So I started like acquiring houses off market. And off market means like just mainly with wholesalers, right? Like so these, uh, which are like people that are like intermediary, like in houses that haven't gone to the market yet. Uh, if people don't know, like probably 5% of all the houses that are, that are sold in the US are off market. And, and for some reason, right? Like, I mean, either like the seller wants to sell the house super quick, or there's like a, um, a problem in the house where the, the lender or the bank cannot finance the house, like or any problem like that, right? Like, so we were acquiring these houses, uh, also cash. And uh, immediately we, we were doing some renovations and we were doing the refinance and then like to put a tenant in there. So like the classic bear method. So, uh, and, and we start liking that actually. And we start developing with relationships with uh, wholesalers in the area. So like, even until now I received like lots of emails like, like about like off-market properties. I mean, of course I'm not there anymore, but <laughs> I mean, I enjoy like seeing all these offers. Uh, but yeah, I mean like, and, and that was the way we, start growing like uh like uh with all these houses and 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 then is when i when we discover we really like i mean like the business of real estate in the sense of you get to talk with many people you get to work together with other people with different backgrounds and to some degree you feel you're 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 helping other people too right like you're you're, you're working together and helping uh, the agent, you're, you're, you're working with your property manager, with your contractor, with the handymans, and also you're giving like some safe place to live to a tenant. So we, we really love that. The problem came like at the end of the year <laughs> when uh, you start growing and growing <laughs> and uh, you, you find out yourself with aid. And at the end, we were having like and running nine properties. Um, in just like a matter of a couple of years, actually, which by any eyes, you, you would find it very successful, actually. But I mean, it was consuming a lot of time too, even with a great property manager. And, and, and we still own the houses until now. And, and our property manager is, is a great guy and he's my personal friend now. Um, and, but, but it's still like, I mean, I mean like every week I'm, I'm on the phone with him and trying to take decisions about like, different small or big problems that happen in the everyday, like of, of being a landlord. Uh, we also need to deal with insurance. We also need to deal with taxes. We also need to deal with mortgages. And at the end of the year, you can imagine that we're just running, running around and trying like to put all these papers together for next year taxes. So yeah, I mean, it was becoming more and more like a second job. So, uh, I mean, at some point, again, as I was telling you, like a year and a half, we decided to transition to something that would go more accordingly to our lifestyle and that we can see that it could grow with us. So that's the point where we decided to go in commercial real estate. Okay. Well, a couple of things I wanted to touch on, we'll, we'll move to that, to the commercial real estate side, but a couple of things, one, one really good point that you made is that first deal, maybe it didn't feel like it was a home run and, but but it's, it's, it got you started, right? And it's such an important point. It's like some people, uh, I think a lot of people think that the first one has to be this amazing deal. And so they're, you know, running the numbers, running the numbers, analysis, paralysis, if you will. And, and then 
they just don't do it because it doesn't look like it's going to be a home run. But it's like, if it gets you started, it gets you in the door. You have to, you have to look at this as a, as a, you know, sort of a long-term game in that, you know, you're not going to get rich on one property, but if that one property gets you started and open, like you said, it, it opened the door for you, made all these, you know, you made these connections, you had a property manager. Now he's, he's your friend. I mean, there, there's all these benefits that came to getting that first deal Absolutely. going. So I think Absolutely. that's, that's a huge point for people to notice is that like, you just, just start somewhere. And, and it's a, it's a reoccurring theme that, that we run into all the time when we talk to other investors, but it's just, it's just getting going is, is huge. And the other thing I, it, you, you sort of brought it up, but I was going to ask you, you know, two, two physicians, your, uh, I was going to ask you if you were self-managing these properties and it sounds like <laughs> you, you figured out pretty quickly that yes. <laughs> that was not, uh, that didn't fit into your lifestyle and your that was nuts. <laughs> time constraints. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's a, a near impossible feat to yes. kind of take that on yourself on top of you know two two physician schedules and children I, yes. I yes I get it and 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 you made a great point in, in like in the sense of we are not expecting to make home runs every time we invest we're just trying to make a good sound investment and again like uh, if we wait for the best investment ever it's never going to happen so I mean either you're going to wait forever or you're going to make a huge mistake so it's yeah. it's important to remember that yeah. And, and the reality is, again, it's a, it's a long-term thing. So those properties that you bought, that first property, maybe maybe it didn't cash flow tremendously, but I'm 100% sure it's worth a whole lot more now it was, than it was when you bought it. Like, it is. Like there, there's just the, the appreciation, the principal pay down, the tax benefits. I mean, all of those things that you you can, you know, sort of, gain from real estate that 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 aren't even the, the first things that people talk about but but they're you know sort of incredibly important um i i want to let's let's get into the commercial real estate side of things but i do actually want to talk to you and ask you some questions regarding taxes specifically because i, I think there's a an important uh point here but let's let's go ahead and dive into yeah. you know sort of your transition into commercial real estate first Yes, yes. So uh, like uh, you, you make a great point, like in terms of uh, taxes and depreciation, right? Like, so uh, for anyone who, who knows a little bit about real estate, we know that there's, there's great tax benefits for that in residential and commercial real estate in both, right? So like, that's where we found initially, uh, as you're saying, in the residential part, um, the, the journey initially was, was not the easiest one, right? Like we, because we had some struggles, we're self-managing ourselves. You can imagine I was going every week, like before we rented the house to, 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 to just water like the lawn and do uh, like clean the house myself after going in the hospital. So I mean, it was difficult, but, but, but then again, like after the first or second year, like this, the, the, the situation was better. The houses start cash flowing and, and we got also some appreciation of the house. And like every time, like every couple of months, we, we review numbers and we see how it appraised. And uh, we, we are very uh, happy with that. We're, we're, we're very glad with how it has appreciated. Of course, 
you don't live your day by day and you don't buy groceries and you don't, and you don't buy gas with appreciation, right? Like you buy like everything with cash flow. So that's uh, also part of the reason we decided to to transition to commercial real estate. And again, making commercial real estate different, there, there are different fields in that. What we decided was to join like uh, um, apartment complexes and, um, and, and the syndication model. And that's when we started, like, again, like, uh, it also took us a, a couple of months because um, we are true believers in education before we take any decision. But at the same time, as you mentioned, uh, at some point you need to take action. So it took us like four to six months. That's usually like what, what people usually recommend, right? Like, and we initially tried to go again, like the usual route to, to conferences, to meetups, to do uh, audiobooks, to, um, to go to webinars. Right, like, and at some point we were trying to figure out like that with ourselves, right? Like, and and we found out like uh, that again, like commercial real estate is 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 to some degree different as residential, right? Like, it's a different animal, as as you may say. Uh, in in residential real estate, I mean, like uh, we we still love it, but uh, it's something that you can do by yourself. In commercial real estate, it's a team sport. You 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 need to reach out to other people. And, uh, and like, and again, we're, 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 we're physicians and we may be experts in our field, but when I started in, in commercial real estate and it started super humble and like, I acknowledged that I didn't know like that much about that. So I needed to, to lean on other people who are experts, right? Like, so, and, and there's something important when, when you start on something like, especially in commercial real estate is that, uh, you either have time or you have a network or you have a little bit of capital. So I didn't have that much time initially. So we, because I was already a physician and I was already a landlord, uh, I didn't have that much of a network because again, like I didn't know that much people and I had been around only for six months, but we had some capital. So we decided to invest in our education and we joined a mentorship group initially and we were part of that group and we were able like to grow with other investor like us, investors like us. So, um, and, and we, we were coming from different backgrounds and, and that's something that I loved about like, uh, again, commercial real estate and also the syndication model. Like again, that like you work with other people together. Um, every person has different set of skills or expertise, right? Like it's kind of like the same when I'm working in the ICU and I'm doing rounds. I mean, I rely also like on the nurse, on the respiratory therapist, on the nutritionist, on the pharmacist. Um, you you are also like a surgeon, and and you can feel like about like about the same. So we felt that, that kind of same feeling about like working together with other people and growing together. Because there, there's something important. You cannot know everything about like any field, right? Like, so you need to rely on other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, I think those are great points. And I, I think, I, I feel like no matter what background people come from, I, I feel like this with every guest I've had, it's like very varied backgrounds. But at the end of the day, whatever your background was, you may not think it coming into it. And certainly I didn't think so. You feel, you know, you're coming, you feel like at, you're coming in here. You are, are, are already, you're, you're an MD, a specialist and you you and your wife are coming in. It's like, here's this room full of people that you probably feel a little bit like that's it's, it's out of your wheelhouse. It's not, it's not, you know, necessarily where you fit in, but <laughs> it, it, the, the great thing is that, that in the space, people seem to be very welcoming and uh, open and, and, 
you know, everybody recognizes it's a team sport. And so you're right, you kind of get in there and, and fill your roles. Um, and joining the mentorship groups, one of the mentorship groups can can really help that and can help accelerate that process. Um, what what did you what what role are you sort of performing in, in your commercial real estate? Are you uh, are you primary sponsor? Are you are you investing as an LP? Or what what are you doing as as part of your um, sort of investment thesis? Yes, we're we're both. We're actually uh, active and passive investors. Um, when we joined uh, the investment group, uh, we I mean we also were very excited, and as you can imagine, you you want to do everything I mean, and every right. aspect of commercial right. real estate. But at some point, you need to be honest with yourself, right? Like, I mean, like uh, there are some people, this this is a really great field, but this is also a very, very competitive field. And there are some people doing this for years, and there are some people doing this full time. And you cannot compete with that. So you need to be honest with yourself and you need to know what things you, you are good at it and what kind of value you can bring to the table to help other people in this. So uh, our main focus, like, uh, like actually since the beginning, was to, to, to raise capital, right? To, to raise capital, to be participant with investor relationships, to participate in asset man management calls, also like to go and learn in due diligence and go and see these, these apartment complexes with our co-sponsors. But yeah, like we also very important part for us is also to invest passively because we also want to be on the other side and we want to, to know and understand how these other people that come and invest with us feel, feel about that, right? Like the, the relationship, the communication and like, and the trust with your sponsor. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. It, it really does help to, you know, kind of see, see both sides of it. And so that you can see if you're investing as a, as a limited partner and you can see how those sponsors handle things, you're going to see things you really like about it. You're going to see things that you don't like about it. And you can use those to sort of mold how you perform as a, as a sponsor. And I, I, again, it's just going back to the correlations, this is something that I, I tell my residents all the time, right? They're being trained by a couple different surgeons. You, you can see how I do it. You can see how the other surgeons do it. While you're with each one of us and you're a resident, you kind of need to do it our way. But when you're done, you take all the best parts of everything that you learned and you, you create your way. And so it's the kind of the same thing in real estate. You can take from if you're investing as an LP, you can take from those experiences and use them to better the experiences for your own investors as a GP. So I think I agree. Uh, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Um, and I think, you know, being in the capital raising space, especially as as you're both our physicians, also makes a ton of sense because I mean, the reality is, as you hear all the time in in syndication, like, syndicators are targeting doctors as people who will invest in these things, right? It's like, they're kind of, they're looking <laughs> yes. for us. And yes. so you, you have a, a built-in network, you know, you said maybe in that, in the real estate space, you didn't start with a network, but you have a built-in network in the medical community. And these are hardworking physicians that have capital that, that need a place to put it to work and so that's an opportunity that you can provide for them and I, I see that as as being a really good fit for someone you know kind of in 
living in both worlds, I guess, basically, you know, kind of yes. coming from, yes. and it, it's, it's not quite as time consuming to raise capital as it might be to, you know, sort of being in acquisitions or, or asset management or whatever it is, you, you know, it's, it's time consuming around the time when it's time to raise, but, but you're not necessarily boots on the ground and stuff. So I, I think it, yes. it fits a lot and it allows you to get in as a GP and, and also learn the other components of it too. So if you decide to kind of expand your reach in real estate down the road, you know, you've been, you've been exposed to all of it. So I think, uh, I think it's a fantastic plan. Yes. Um, I do. One of the things I, I mentioned, I wanted to touch on taxes because one of the things that, that people talk about a lot is those, the tax benefits of real estate, right? And so yes. there are a lot of tax benefits of real estate. However, I have, <laughs> I have studied this extensively because I've been trying to figure out how to make this work for me too. But <laughs> the reality is, is unless you have real estate professional status, you yes. in theory cannot use those losses from your rental activities against your w2 income right so yes, have you that, that's correct that yeah, is correct so, and, and 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 i always try to uh talk about this with my investors and friends and colleagues and uh, very honest up front right like again like we're, we're doing a passive investment right like so i mean it it has great tax benefits in the sense of the passive income that you get, right? Like, and, and, and again, we mentioned like the depreciation, cost segregation, bonus depreciation, all this, these great things where you can depreciate like 50% of your investment or even more like in the first year, yeah. right? Like in the subsequent years, which pretty much works and helps for the cash flow, mm -hmm. mainly in the first four years. Yeah. But then I'm very honest like with, with them. Like, like at some point you need to talk with your CPA or your financial advisor and you guys need to start planning like for the fifth year where we're gonna sell the sell the asset. So because on that moment you're gonna get these um, um, uh, like like the the like all the taxes from all the time that you have been receiving the cash flow, which is like the uh, depreciation recapture and the capital gains. So they they, they need to plan for that. And uh, yeah, like this this um, real estate professional status. Is, is, is something that sometimes my wife and I, we, we, we talk about that and it's kind of like an idea like to get like, right? Like uh, she, she actually, um, and, and I can tell you about this, she, she, she actually just recently um, took a break from clinical medicine uh, just to focus more actually on our kids because this for us is the most important thing in this moment. And, uh, and we're even considering talking about like the, this, uh, like her to help me with that. And, and if she's able to do that, she's going to be able to benefit me a lot with, with, with my active income as a physician yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I love that you're sort of counseling your, you know, investors, especially other, other physicians about it. Cause it's something that I think you hear out there and maybe, maybe some sponsors aren't either. They don't, maybe they're, I don't know that they're doing it on purpose. May, they may not understand exactly the legality, yeah, they may so they, know. Yes. but they're, but essentially they're saying like, Hey, you're going to get all these great tax benefits, doctors, lawyers, people with high, high W2 income, please come join our syndication. And it, it's true. You're going to get tax benefits on the tax benefits are only going to be usable on that cash flow, And you'll have some, some of those tax benefits will accumulate. So it will reduce your tax burden when that asset sells. However, 
unless you have real estate professional status, you, as far as the IRS is concerned, are not allowed to yeah. use this against your W-2 income. So it doesn't yes. help you with that side of things. And, and so it's important for people to understand that difference. Um, and then you mentioned your wife potentially getting real estate professional status. That's another component of this that, that actually me and my wife are looking into is, is because if one of you can establish real estate professional status and you're filing jointly, now you can actually write as the holy your, grail, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, what it, what every real estate investor strives for. But yeah, because because yes. then you can essentially, I don't know that it's going to replace her income, but it's it's going to go a long way if it reduces yes. your tax on your W two income substantially. Yes. Your take home is is much better. So it's yes. a it's a fan, you know I'm not I'm not a, a CPA so. I'm yeah. not, yeah, but, we, but we, definitely we legally your, uh, advice yeah. on that. But right, I mean, exactly. like, that's just like the way just talking about something that we've both looked into because it's relevant yeah. to us. But yeah, talk to your CPA about that um, if you want further information. But it, it, it's a very, it's a very useful strategy, and as you said, yeah, sort of the holy grail of being able to to get real estate professional status and have a W two job. It's it's challenging. Yes. Um, so I thought that would be a good thing to touch on because I'm sure that you know is very relevant to the people you're talking to uh, as as investors. Yes. Um, well, this is I mean we could talk about this all night, but let's <laughs> maybe let's move <laughs> on correct. to uh, some of uh, the questions that I like to ask each of my guests, just so I don't yes. don't keep you here all night long. Absolutely. But um, the the first one uh, is what it's related to the name of the show, but but. What is your why? What what drives you? What what kind of pushes you to to you know? A lot of people would say you're already you're already a doctor. You're already a, a specialist. Why why bother? You're already incredibly successful. You and your wife. Why why bother to do this? But but there's a reason. And so I, I think yes. um, maybe yes. you could go into that. And and actually, I was very excited when you invited me to your show because like I love like the idea of talking about your why. Yeah, for for us. It's very easy. It's very straightforward for us. It's our family. There's nothing more important in life than that. And, and we may have great accomplishment in life, right? Like in business, in our profession. But uh, the most important thing at the end of the day is when you come back home and you are able to spend time with your wife, with your kids, when you're able to laugh with them. And again, like we, we sometimes... Uh, work or spend a lot of time of our lives in in training in medical school or working or helping other people but we don't control our time so we need to trade our time for money right like and and, and that's what we're trying to do here really and that's what we're trying to do in my family but also to share this information with other people with other physicians healthcare professionals or or professionals in general like again that there's other ways to to uh, to get income, to get passive income, so you can think for the future, for you, for your family, and for yourself. With yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, hundred percent. It's it's all about it, it's same. It's all about family for me, and it's it's time. It's being able to spend time with them because it's it's real easy as any medical professional to get just caught up in helping everybody else and helping everybody else's family and yes. I, I'm sure you as, as well as I, I've, I've missed a lot of holidays. I've missed a lot of, yes. uh, you know, events. Uh, 
but when I had my kids, I, I knew I had to do something to, to not miss out on their, those things with them. So yes. it's a, yes. it's a very vital. And I, I think it, I, I can share that sentiment with you hundred percent. I, I know, you know, how important that is. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. We know like, yeah. Yeah. We know like what is to work like on a holiday on a weekend or to work at night or to work when there's like a birthday or a presentation yeah. of your kids. So that's, yeah, exactly. that's uh, yeah. challenging. I told, I told you before we started, I'm on call right now. So I could be, <laughs> I could have to go to work tonight. Uh, that's yeah. just, you know, how it is, but, but um, the nature of our right. work. Exactly. Yes. It's, it's part of, part of this business, but um, that's, that's great. So Dr. Zagara, let, let's, Go to the second question and tell me something about yourself that uh, maybe isn't common knowledge that people people don't know. Um, you know, a hobby, a special skill, something that that just lets the listeners know you a little better. Yeah. Yes. Like, um, I I love to run. I'm like an avid runner. Uh, well, well, now like probably a little bit more people knows about this because I've been talking with some people about like this this thing in the last couple of months. Um, I always liked to run actually when, when I was like in high school and all of that, but I never took it seriously. And when I came to the US, I was, I remember I was in the third year of residency and I, I ran for my first time, like a half marathon. And then after a couple of months, I ran again, like again, a, a, a half marathon. And then it comes like my, 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 my first kid, the fellowship, like my second kid. And I was, I wasn't able to do that anymore until just recently again and it's all part of this journey of trying to discover yourself and find find time for yourself and your family where i started running again and actually i last december i just ran an, uh, a half marathon after 10 years uh, so i found it like great and uh, I, mean, I mean actually i'm running another one like in april now so yeah i mean it's something that so i really enjoy it also comes with a sense of freedom that you're just running and sometimes when, when you run, you forget about all your problems and you're free, yeah. right? Like, so that's something I, I love. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you, have you done the full marathon? Do you have any uh, aspirations of doing the full <laughs> marathon? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, with all these goal th goals thing. So that's, that's uh, my goal before the end of the year to be able to run one full marathon. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do that or I'm going to die in the <laughs> attempt of doing that. For sure you can but, do it. Uh, For sure you can do I'll, it. It's, I'll do it. It's very different from the half marathon. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like, oh, just doing this, but it, it's very different in terms yeah. of, of what, what it actually, what the experience is like. But I, I don't do it anymore, but I used to yeah. do some marathon training and I, I would just do it because I wanted to go to places that had like places I want to visit that were having a race, I would go run yes, there. Yeah. So it, it was uh, fun for that. So yeah, it's yes. a half yes. marathon. I think it is to me is, is a little bit more enjoyable, but the full, it gets, yeah. it gets a little bit brutal towards the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I may like end up in the hospital, but I'm going to try at least <laughs> yeah. with Rob. You'll do it. You'll do fine. It's I'm sure you can do it. Um, the next question, when people hear this, what's, what's the best way to reach you? How, how can they connect? And we'll put every, whatever you like in the show notes so people can reach out. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. Um, so yeah, we, they, they can reach us like, uh, with, uh, with our website uh, is uh, Nima Equity. So it's N as in Nancy, I-M-A, equity.com, where we have also like our um, seven-day email course for, for physicians for passive investing in real estate. 
And we also have our uh, YouTube channel because as I mentioned before, we're very big in, in education. I mean, either it is active or passive, residential or commercial. We just want to give other professionals options like to, to get to know more about real estate. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll get that, that stuff in the show notes. Last question for you before I let you go. What piece of advice would you give to people that are, you know, maybe a few years behind where you are in their journey and, and, and looking to kind of achieve the level of success that you have? Yeah, there are a couple of things like um, there's like the preconceptions about like you're too young or too, too, too old, like to start in real estate or you're too busy or you're doing a profession or doctors should only be doctors or lawyers, law, only lawyers. Uh, there's always time to find um, uh, when, when you're passionate about something and uh, do your research, do your education, but at some point you need to take action and do it. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree 100%. It's, it's a, um, if, if it matters enough, and that basically where this, where this podcast came from is if it matters enough, if you know your why, if, if there's something important enough, you can do it. To, yeah, you can do anything. The time is there. Yes. You just have to, you know, figure it out. So yeah. it's a, uh, it's it's fantastic piece of advice um and listen i i appreciate you so, so much coming on the show uh, sharing your story i think it's amazing i think um what you're doing and and what you're doing to help you know other people in the medical profession and you know fi- sort of find these opportunities and uh educate them is is awesome so so thank you so much for coming on and and uh thank you for your time no thank you jason i'm very honored to to be here in your show thanks so much yeah absolutely okay With that, we will sign out. Take care, everyone. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.